You are listening to the official Acts 2 podcast. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.acts2orlando.com. Great to be with you. What a beautiful worship. Musically speaking, it was a, a, a treat for me. So, yeah, give it up for the band, please. Wow. So good. Yeah. In fact, I told Andrew, if you ever up in the Northeast, come over at our school and teach a little bit on, on uh, or everything that you know. And, and it's awesome. I mean, we have a brand new drummer. First time ever. Yeah. You did awesome. Wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ooh, well, let's just, just worship the Lord a little bit more. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for, wow, I can feel your presence, Lord. I can just feel it physically even. Not that we need it. I know your spirit. And I just open up my heart, my spirit, Lord. I just, let's all of us open up our spirits to the Lord. Because he's a spirit and he speaks to us in the spirit, in our spirit, Lord. Thank you for giving us new heart. Thank you, Lord, for for circumcises the old heart from us, the stubbornness, the uh, unbelief, and, and all these uh, ugly things we inherited from old Adam. And thank you for the new Adam. Thank you for Jesus, that he came not just to save us, to go to heaven someday, which we are absolutely elated, but even more so that you bring heaven to us now. And so we just receive your heavenly presence. We receive your spirit. We receive Holy Spirit, we honor you. It's, it's hard to believe, but Jesus says it's better for me to leave because if I leave, I will send the Holy Spirit. And so, wow. Holy Spirit, you're like Jesus inside us right now. You're, you're like everything that Jesus was and did. You are now inside us. And you're just teaching us and, and reminding us and... And helping us, you're the great helper. Just say, help me, Lord. Wow. Just, we need your help, Lord, continuously. Lord, just like we we breathe and we can't do without breathing, we can't do without the Holy Spirit. And so we just honor you, Lord, and, and your, your, all that you do inside us. And we just, uh, just... Just say more of your your spirit or more of the, your activity in us, even this morning, Lord. More. So why don't you reach out to the person next to you and touch them on the shoulder or a hand and just say more, Lord. Give my friends more. Just more of yourself, Lord. More, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. More. Wow. Ah, oh, thank you, Lord. I learned the word, uh, I learned this whole concept of, of more and not less. When I was a brand new Christian, I, 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 I was born in Bulgaria, raised and trained by the communist, the absolute atheist, but um, um, made it to America supernaturally. I escaped through Iron Curtain. This is a long story, and I'm, I'm going to have a movie about this someday. But meanwhile, I'm writing a book on it, so I just finally got to it. But uh, escape story. <clears throat> didn't know God at all, but he knew about me. He knew what he's going to do with me. So he, he, um, it, it's just miraculous how I, I crossed the Iron Curtain, was smuggled by a Polish black marketer, and made it to U.S. eventually all the way to Hollywood. I was headed for Hollywood because I was uh, part of a uh, 
like the first rock band in Bulgaria. I was telling the band we were not very good at all, but there was no way to prove it because at the time there was no other bands in Bulgaria. So most people thought we were pretty good and eventually got better and got put on national television actually. And of course, there's only one channel in the, in the time, so there was nothing else to watch. It's like you couldn't surface out of there. You know? And overnight, we become the number one band. Basically, there's no number two. And uh, <clears throat> so we sort of dominated the charts you know, for, for a while there. <clears throat> and, and because of that, we became very uh, popular overnight and young people gathering. And that's when the communists realized that's a... That's a bad mistake. That's not supposed to happen because we stir the young people for, uh, you know, basically a rebellion, sort of freedom, but uh, worldly type. And, and, uh, and, and, and so they shut us down eventually. They shut us down publicly in front of our fans. And said, no more rock and roll. No more. Bad mistake, you know. So <laughs> bad experiment. So anyways, that, of course, that very thing pushed me uh, to want to to wanna be free and want to... And so, we did the daring team, me and the guitar player, and we escaped. So headed for Hollywood to continue a rock and roll career. And when I arrived to Hollywood, it didn't, it wasn't what I was um, kind of envisioning uh, to me that Boulevard with the stars would be shining and everything. And it was anything but that. The, the stars were dirty. There was puke on them from the winos. And there was, there was uh, prostitutes walking um, you know, heron addicts shooting in the corners. So, so it was a not what I expected. And, and my dream sort of collapsed, you know. So I got disorientated, didn't know what else to do. I mean, how, what do you do? Where do you go to find this uh, freedom or this dream? And and that's when the Jesus people were still in action. There was a whole movement, late 60s, early 70s. Anybody got saved in that period from the Jesus people? Okay, we have a couple witnesses. That was awesome. And, uh, and, uh, and, and so they were, they were uh, just, just Jesus-loving people, and they were trying to witness to me, and I couldn't, first of all, I couldn't speak English very well at all. And then, you know, it's totally the 80s, so for me, whatever they were saying, I couldn't figure it out. So they, uh, they uh, got a word of knowledge from the Lord, not to talk to me anymore, but to feed me. So they offer food, and food speaks to me loud and clear and I I get the message you know yeah I like that you know and so through food actually there was musicians that they were gonna uh first of all impress me because they found out I was a musician oh good we're gonna we're gonna get this guy so they start playing their their songs before dinner in their house and and <clears throat> um you know being a musician you're sort of critical about everything so uh in my mind, I'm going, what's wrong with these guys? Can you stop and tune your guitar, man? I mean, you're out of tune. Don't you get it? And and I'm thinking like that. And so, but the guy kept playing. It's like, he's oblivious. What kind of a guitar is he? You know, then uh, the flute player was, uh, the flute has three pieces. So you got to put them together just right. Or otherwise it's sharp or flat or something. So she got stuck in there and just, she was sharp. And God's like, bothered me. And then. And then all their repertoire was with three chords. Like, that's all they knew. C, D, and G and stuff kept rotating. And, and I'm going, my gosh, could you stop and learn something? I mean, tune, tune up. And, and yet they were playing like they're the best band in the world. And like I'm in a stadium. And I'm going, what is wrong with these guys? They should be 
crying, you know, they're pathetic, you know, but they're miserable, but I'm miserable, I'm pathetic, I know music, but, you know, and when they, when they finish, they go, so what do you think? And I'm going, whatever drug are you on that makes you happy for no reason, give it to me, because I need this drug that you're doing. They go, it's not a drug, it's Jesus, you know, whatever, and so the food, afterward, the food was great, so that kind of made it up. And so they go, come more tomorrow if you want more music, more food. I go, oh, my gosh, I have to get tortured through the music in order to eat. But, you know, when you get hungry the next day, you're going to, all right, we'll just do whatever I have to. So eventually, after two months of free dinner, um, you know, my belly started really talking to me. Like, my mind kept saying, there's no God. My belly goes, oh, yes, there is. Get back in there. I want to (laughs) eat. So that's how I got saved. After two months uh, of, of uh, and I says, okay, I stop, gotta stop eating their food. I don't believe in anything and saying. Uh, so I, I just better go back to Hollywood and try to do whatever I can. And the day before I left, I should pack my little bag tomorrow morning. I'm leaving, and and uh, today is the last day with them. And of course, I know there's no God, but. Just out of respect for all the cooking, I'll just go out. I know there's no God, but go ahead, say something, get it over. So I didn't know what to say. Um, And uh, a thought came to my mind, God, do you exist? Okay, that's a good way to prove he doesn't. Go ahead, say it, and it'll get over with. And as soon as I say, God, do you exist? Like his presence came over me like a blanket i couldn't figure out what it was but it was like a canopy of sort and and it was so thick it's so um i was on the side of the mountain and you know and all of a sudden the acoustics changed it, you know just like something physical i couldn't see it but i could feel it and i'm going what's going on and the more i talked to this uh blanket or canopy the thicker it got the closer it got and just practically overwhelming and the, and the thought that there is a God that the faith that there is a God shot right through me I can't explain how it happened but it did and I just collapsed on the dirt with no catcher or anything I just fell and started shaking and shaking and just crying and and I kept saying whatever this is whatever this God may be I don't know but I want to know everything about it and I, I got down to the, to the, it got dark and cold. And I, I came down to their little house and knocked on the house door. And they opened up and they go, oh, yes, come on in. Finally, this guy get at this Bulgarian, you know. And, and I could, I mean, I'm sure my face was bloated up. And like, I was like, <gasps> and so they playing their music. And I, I didn't care anymore how many chords they knew. I didn't care about anything. And all I knew is they're connected somehow with, with this experience that I had. And I just, just wanted to know all about it. And, and suddenly, um, as they were worshiping, in the, out of their midst came out like two hands, two, like two arms. I couldn't see more than this. I couldn't see the person. But it was like very special hands. And I just fell in those hands. It was like this toward me. And... And that was my first vision and first connect depth that way with, with Jesus. And um, I just fell into his arms. And good thing they had a thick carpet, you know, that I would have broke my nose or something. I just collapsed this way. And I felt his arms around me. And uh, here I am 
40 years later, his arms are still around me. He never lets go. Come on. And nothing, absolutely nothing can separate me and is able to separate me from him all these years. And and uh, through the immigrant life and everything, and, and uh, it's just he's the uh, most powerful force. His love is the most powerful thing. And, and here I am testifying, inseparable. We are inseparable. And eventually I met my wife and uh, me and me and her were, were dating and we got involved with a little children project called The Music Machine. And then we had another one called The Bullfrogs and Butterflies, all these little tapes for children. I mean, talk about 70s, there was nothing. Uh, how, how many was even born again in the 70s? How many were even born? In seventies, most of you weren't, but uh, the Christianity was not. Uh, first worship was not like this. When I, when I'm going from church to church, there's only piano and hymnal books. There was no drums, nothing, and and so uh, that was how the worship was, which is still wonderful, right? But uh, look at how things have changed, you know. But at the time, there was nothing for children, Christian-wise. So we, we created the music machine. Has anybody heard of that? The music machine? Through the Spirit. Um, remember, let's see if you remember this. Have patience, have patience. Don't get in such a hurry. When you get impatient, you only start to worry. Remember, remember that God is patient too. And think of all the times when others have to wait for you. <laughs> Wow, 76 or something like that, 77 at the early days. And then the bullfrogs and butterflies and, and all these other things. So that was my beginning as a writer, as a born again, and contributed to the Christian music and the, the early Jesus, Jesus music, so forth. So anyways, um, met my wife and fell in love and got married. And uh, after a while, we had a difficult season, uh, almost got divorced, actually, and through different religious experiences. But, but God, the Lord just brought us together. Um, she was totally backslidden. She came back to the Lord. She got on fire. It wasn't just going to church with me, but she wanted to uh, participate in everything that, that I was doing. And, and when she joined me, then everything that I had, revelation of belief, came uh, to life, you know, Two put ten thousand type thing, but um, so we came together, and she added her gifting was a teaching gift. Uh, mine was more preaching, and like I'm like a headliner, and she just does the little prints and all that, and all the details. So together, we begin to shape this amazing uh, revelation the Lord gave me in Romans six and seven, and uh, and so so uh, uh, I believed it, I, I I knew it in my heart, and enjoyed it, but I couldn't preach it. Because uh, people stare at me like, like, what are you talking about? And it's like, like I'm an accident in the street or something. Just like, it's like, what? What is he saying? And it's like, and I get tired of that. I just forget it. If you don't get it, I'm just enjoying it myself. Let's just have fun. Let's do something else. But my wife was on it together with me. And, and together, she became my first audience that understood what I was saying. She was my amen, go for it. Eventually she said, give me that microphone. You be my audience. So I'm amening her and she's amening me. And we became this powerful team together. And uh, about six or seven years ago, we, we, the Lord inspired us to start our own school, which is the best thing I've ever done. 
Uh, we have our, our school base is in, in Harrisburg. And then the Lord gave us vision to start extension extending campus in New York City, which is amazing. And then now we're going to start another one in D.C. Uh, and so if you have friends up in the Northeast, let them know. I uh, would love to have them. Uh, but the, our curriculum for the school is actually exactly that, Romans um, Romans uh, 6, 7, and 8. And I have, I think we have a few books out there for those of you who are interested in the, um, let me see, where's the beginning of that? It's called Love Notes. Um, here's my beautiful wife. And the Love Notes is called Love Notes. Um, it's because when we were dating, we were in a kind of a strict uh community ministry that don't allow dates except once a week only and for so many hours so we live together kind of in a community and we see each other all the time at lunch and dinner and breakfast so we're not allowed to talk even to sit at a table would be like considered dates so that's not good so she started writing me these notes these love notes and through the love note I, I collect them all I got them all I mean just she just she's a very good writer and uh, very uh emotionally strong so that's why we call love notes because actually how we sustain our you know our, our relationship and, um, in those dating seasons so anyways um, to her uh, the Romans 6 7 and 8 is uh, I don't know if you could imagine imagine um, Song of Solomon and you you superimpose it over Romans 6 7 8 so she saw 6 seven and eight of Romans through the through the eye eye of, of Song of Psalm, which is the love um, you know between you know Jesus and the church ultimately. It's it's considered the most uh, sacred of all books in the Bible as far as as far as the rabbis, as far as the Old Testament, they consider the most um, intense um, uh, book of the entire Bible, entire the Old Testament. And it's it's the love between Christ and the church, ultimately. And so, uh, the way she sees Romans 6 and 8, she sees it, 6, 7 and 8, she sees it as uh, through the eyes of marital love. Marriage, basically. Because Jesus didn't come just to uh, date us. You know, we're not his girlfriend. (laughs) Although some, some kind of treat it this way. But he came to marry us. Not someday. Someday in heaven we'll celebrate. But he came to marry us now. Upon becoming born again, we become uh, part of his family through one of two uh, relationships. Uh, one is sons and daughters to a heavenly father and also corporately as a bride to a heavenly bridegroom. Because he- heaven is a family. Hello, I love, I love the atmosphere here. It's a very, very family, very beautiful family. And that's exactly what uh, heaven is like. Heaven is like a family. It's a, uh, the, the core of heaven is father and a son loving each other. God expressing himself into a son. Um, uh, and, and so, and so that's, the, that's, that's what it is. The Trinity is like a family. And, um, and so, so the, the, the two ways we relate to God is both, either as sons and daughters or, or as also as a, as a bride. And, and that's so beautiful. So that's how my wife, my wife's favorite book was Song of Solomon. She memorized it by heart, the King James Version. 
and and sort of lost it during this season where she was discouraged and backslidden and stuff. And then somebody gave her, uh, somebody in Australia during one of our trips gave her uh, the uh, Passion Translation Song of Solomon. How many of you have heard of the Passion Translation? How many read it? Beautiful, isn't it? It's awesome. And I think we might have a few Passion Translations uh, uh, books of the New Testament. At least we carry some. We love Brian, Brian Simmons. Brian and Candace Simmons are dear friends. We've known him for two decades. And uh, the wonderful thing that uh, we're down, because they're, they're leading translators for a, a, a fresh translation, and hearing us speak about Romans 6, 7, they actually hired us to uh, consult on the Romans, particularly. And so... Uh, six and seven and eight is the place of identity, obviously. And uh, in fact, the whole book of Romans is the most, uh, the most, uh, mo- more books, theological books are written on, on Romans than in any other book in the Bible. And, and because it's the, the ABC of Christianity, it's what makes us Christians. Paul wrote that letter to a young group of believers in Rome. Um, and, and it was the, the purpose of their letter is to, is to uh, establish them. It's a book of establishment. Unlike book of Galatians, it's a book of correction uh, to fix what was twisted and distorted. And, and so those two books actually, the uh, left and right on, of the Reformation, those two books, you know. Uh, Luther discovered uh, the relation of, of the being justified from Romans 3, 4, and 5. And, and, then, uh, and then the Galatians was another book to help them to fix, you know, to understand what needed to be fixed. He didn't want to uh, split the Catholic Church, of course, but uh, ended up being split, but he just wanted to fix it. He was devout Catholic. He just wanted to fix the church and help it get straight to according to the Bible. Amen? So there it is, love notes, the essential... Guide to your marriage union with Christ. So, um, if you're interested in that, this will be a, a great, great uh, tool for you. And really quick, I want to show the format. Um, so, we have the three chapters. Um, my opinion Romans 6, 7, and 8 is once we get that as a body, as a corporate together, we'll move forward. Uh, because the Reformation, as, as glorious as it is, is, is based on Romans 3, 4, and 5, which basically proved, uh, proved at the time that we, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, He saves us, and, and He, uh, of course, salvation is a gift. He gives us salvation as a gift, and He justifies from all our sins and everything. Forgiveness is free. You know, some of these things were not, Things were not like that. You have to pay money at the time to get to get uh, forgiven and so on. So a lot of distortions. So he says, no, it's not like that. When you receive Jesus, you, have, you get forgiveness for all your sins. You get you become acquitted, acquittal, um, and 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 uh, like you've never done anything like at all. And then you have an access to heaven, and no one can stop you or or, or block you. It's uninterrupted access to heaven upon receiving Jesus Lord. All that was not clear. So he brought, now it is clear, but at the time it wasn't. So he brought it up and those who believed uh, became uh, free from that religious uh, dogmas and the control of man. 
and and it was a it was a phenomenal time uh, to discover this truth uh, of the word, and so it's amazing. We still celebrate it. I I I I love what happened, but guess what? There's more. What can be more? I mean, you're saved, you are forgiven, you're acquittal, you're protected from punishment of the law, breaking of the law, complete protection, and you're headed to heaven. What could be more? Well, more is that God is now waiting for heaven. He paid the price not just to get you to heaven someday, but to bring heaven here on earth through you. Come on, somebody. This is what is upon us in a in a big way now and and it's it's uh like i say 20 years ago when i was sharing this stuff i was get stared at but no longer more and more the 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 body of christ is waking up to who we are now not who who will be someday but who we are now is he is so we here in this world this is not new news this this is the gospel it was it was just preached by by the lord jesus himself by, prophesied by the prophet that that someday uh, i will circumcise your heart ezekiel chapter 11 also chapter 36 in two places ezekiel discusses I will circumcise your heart. I will cut away the stony heart. The stony heart is the unbelieving heart, the rebellious heart, the worldly uh, heart. I will cut it away. Guess what? You can't cut it away yourself. It takes somebody bigger than you to come and help you and cut away all this stubbornness and rebellion and belief off of you because uh, essentially stone meaning stony heart means unresponsive you, you don't have a way to relate to the lord because you've fallen from his grace you've fallen from him started with the adam who fell away from that sweet fellowship with the lord and he couldn't get back it wasn't a matter of oops i did a mistake sorry let's let's get back in there it's no you can't get back I mean, stuff to think about what happened in, in that garden. It was irreversible. He couldn't get back to God. God couldn't get him back to himself. If he would have, he would have done it. But he couldn't because it was the relationship was severed and it, it could not be fixed. Of course, it could be forgiven. He, he, he actually slaughtered an animal to cover them, shame and cover them. But he couldn't fix them. It took Jesus Thousands of years later, in the proper time to Jesus to be born, the Son of God Himself, to, to bring us back to the Lord. To bring us back to Him. To, to solve our relationship, a bridge, bridge of relationship. Wow. It says, it says, the Lord told Adam, the day you eat of that tree, the way you disobey me, you will surely die. Well, he wasn't dead physically, obviously. He lived 950 years. But it was a spiritual death. Wow. Says, say spiritual death. This is what we landed when we got born here in this, in this nation, in this world. We became, we were born in a dead, spiritually dead human race. And it takes the Lamb of God with the, the life of giving Himself, His life, uh, not only for you, but this is what we're proving here in this, in this amazing, what the content of six. I mean, unfortunately, Luther didn't go into Romans 6 like he did in Romans 3, 4, and 5. 
And we thank God for the Revelation 3, 4, 5, but there is more. Keep reading, keep discovering, keep getting what God says he did. He didn't just die for us like we said today, but he died. We died with him. The fact that he died for us is awesome. We'll keep it. But that's just covering us. That's just a covering. In fact, the entire uh, doctrine of, we, we are Protestant, whether we are, we're a little weird Protestant, we're not normal Protestant, we're kind of spirit-filled, we're just a little wild, we're just kind of sing and we fall into these trances and stuff. So they don't consider us legit it's 100%. In fact, if you speak in, speak in tongues, you're absolutely like, whatever. But, uh, bless them. But, doctrine, we're still Protestant. So uh, the fathers of the Protestant uh, other than the Catholics, are Luther and, and Calvin. Amen? Whether you know it or not, this is, this is what's feeding us uh, theologically, uh, uh, the teachers and the preachers, and we get it from our fathers. Wow. And like I say, we're honoring them for the incredible discovery they did, but there is more. What's more? Well, we're not just, we're not just sinners saved by grace, covered because imputed righteousness, the term right, imputed, is not just, it's not internal. It, it may not sound like it is, but it's not. It's cover. Imputed righteousness is like you're covered with the righteousness of God, but you're not righteous. You're still rotten to the core because that's what Luther and Calvin believed. Well, guess what? Didn't, Jesus didn't just to cover us. He came to get inside us. He came to put his spirit, his Holy Spirit, not rotten spirit, but Holy Spirit inside us. Hallelujah. This is what he paid for. He paid to put the Holy Spirit inside it. He says, I'll circumcise this unholy part, this rotten part of you, uh, and, and, uh, and give you a new heart. And in that new heart, I'll pour my spirit. Because the old heart cannot contain the Holy Spirit. He can't. He can't have any relation. So he cut that part. It gives you a new you. It gives you a new identity. It gives you a new heart. And in that new heart, now he can live in. Whoa. So good. It's revolutionary. Listen, this is what's upon us as a body. I'm 100% sure that this is what God is on us to believe. Because it's by faith. It's not by works. He did the work. He came and he circumcised that old heart on the cross. You know, Colossians chapter 2, verse uh, 11 and 12, 34 discusses what he did on the cross. He cut away something from you. Woo. He didn't just to come to cover you. He came to cut something away. He came to destroy something from us that was destroying us. Romans 6, 6 says, on the cross, I crucified your old nature. Ours, actually, not just yours or mine, because we had a corporate issue. We had a corporate problem, human corporate problem, old man. How many know you were born ugly? It wasn't even your fault at all. None. We were born this way. Don't you look at me like this. I was born this way. And culturally speaking, uh, I was born in, in common, under communists, under Russian communists. You know, the, they, they hate America at the time. The, the America was the number one enemy of Russia. So becoming a soldier under the Russian authority, I was trained to kill you. 
Every target was, a, was American. <laughs> Aren't you glad I got saved? You know, because... <laughs> but this is how I was raised. You know, and that's an illustration of spiritually as well. We were born enemies of God. We were, part, we were born part of the ugly Adam's family. <laughs> and, and God knew our problem. I mean, do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do. With a, with a lullaby like that, no wonder you have nightmares. I mean, it's just like ugly. And Jesus came to cut us, to, to sever our relation to the old, ugly old family and graft us to his new beautiful family. That's what he did on the cross. Amen. He didn't go, okay, well, let's look the other way, Lord. Cover your nose. They stink. But that's okay. Just we'll tolerate someday to heaven. No, no. He came to clean us inside out here. And, the, and, the, and, the, and the, the severance on the cross, that's why the violence of the cross is what it took to sever us from that old relationship to who we were. That's, what, that's why it took so violent. But the, 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 the incredible news is not only that he crucified his son on the cross, but he crucified you and me on the cross. Yes. Hallelujah. Because you can't do this. Even if you try, you can maybe nail your, your feet, maybe nail one hand, but what are you going to do with the other one? It's it, it just... You can't do this. Religion is, is wrong. You cannot crucify yourself. You cannot kill your own old nature. You can't do it. Stop trying. Give it up and receive what he did to you by faith. And if you lack faith, no problem. Ask him to give you the faith because faith is a gift. Even the very faith that it takes for you to believe it. So don't stress here, okay? If you don't get what I'm saying, just relax. Don't go. Because you can't, you can't, this is not a mental thing. Okay, you can't understand it in the natural mind. Your natural mind, our natural minds are performance based. Right? So, your natural mind will only validify that you got something or you have something or you've done something if you actually seen it to you physically to have done it through the senses. That's what your natural mind will confirm that this is true. Yeah, you got crucified or you did this or you that. But the fact that you were crucified 2,000 years ago with Christ doesn't make any sense to the natural mind. Well, how can I be... How could something will happen to me before me was me? Absolutely. That's how your mind thinks. So you have to just kind of tell your mind to chill, relax, because it can't help you. Okay, I get it. Don't, so don't stress. Don't get brain sweats here. Like don't get brain blisters because you can't figure it out with your mind. Okay, relax, because the whole thing was done and was deposited in your spirit. He did this to your spirit. The moment you got born again, the moment you received Jesus. In my case, I had no faith at all. I wasn't even seeking. Guess what? He sought me out. Via brothers and sisters who gave their life to serve somehow to get this stubborn, unbelieving Bulgarian to some sort of a place of opening so that God can come in. Amen. So faith is a gift and it's given to us by those who have it. Faith comes. Remember that? What does that mean? It comes. When you don't have it, it'll come if 
somebody who has it happen to like you. <laughs> really is what it is. Salvation is given uh, to us by those who have it. It's passed on from one generation to another. I'm giving a little bit power evangelism tips here. Because what we have is indestructible and unstoppable. No one can even resist it if we apply it properly to the next generation. In fact, the, the, all around you, all around us, humanity is waiting for you and I to wake up of who we are as sons and daughters and give them the gift by absolutely no effort because we cannot save ourselves. We cannot believe on our own strength. Hallelujah. Faith comes not through striving, but through sound, through hearing. How much effort is into hearing? <laughs> even, even less than seeing. Like hearing, it just happened. It <laughs> can't even shut your ears off. Like, it, like eyes, you can close your eyes. Okay, I don't want to look at this anymore. But you can't close, shut your ears unless you're an elephant or something. You can't, you can't go like that. It's, you're wide open. The Lord purposefully created our ears not to be able to be closed. So that we can hear it. No one can stop that. Woo! That gives you the power to speak what you believe to those who don't know it. And, and the first thing that we speak to, to those who are not believers is that God believes in them. This is those, those guys spoke to me, not through English, because I couldn't speak English, but they spoke through tacos and enchiladas and hamburgers. <laughs> tacos talk. I'm talking about talking tacos, man. <laughs> food talks. It's not normal food. They lay hands on it. They cooked it with the anointing. They they laid hands on it and said, Lord, talk to this guy. When that hot dog gets in there, talk to him. Talk to his belly. And guess what? Food talks, brothers and sisters. I mean, back in, a, in, a, in, a, in a Ephesus, there was a huge like, uh, a school that, that they opened up. Is it 1220? Oh, my goodness. I'm just beginning. I mean, in, in, in Ephesus, there was like this school of Tyrannus for, for two years. The Apostle Paul preached the word, preached the word. It got so saturated, the level of faith grew in such a degree that all of Asia, the minor Asia, heard the gospel through uh, people who have experiencing it. It's more than words. It's the experience, right? And so much so that they lay hands, they, they, they lay hands on napkins and and objects like that. And out of the overflow, the anointing jumps on these objects and they take it uh, to, to those who need healing and those who need to be even, even demon delivered. And there's so much stuff coming on to a paper or, or, or apron or, or napkin that jumps out of the paper and gets on the sickness on a cancer, and it eats it. People get healed from the substance. Hello. Faith is a substance. Uh, you know, Hebrew, uh, Hebrew, 
1, uh, Hebrew 11 verse 1. Faith is a substance. Jesus also is a substance. In Hebrews 1 verse, uh, verse 3 says, He's the substance of the invisible God. Christ is a substance. Same word. Same, same Greek word. Faith is a substance. Christ is a substance of God. Here on earth. This is a spiritual substance comes inside a virgin belly and in pregnancy, in pregnancy and Jesus is born. It's a physical substance, but the spirit substance is what conceived. The conception came from the substance. Woo! God is a substance. When he speaks, things happen. The beginning starts. Everything is a mess, darkness. And he doesn't go, oh no, it's darkness. What are we going to do? He goes, let there be light. Boom. He creates, God speaks, and he speaks with a substance, and things happen. He's the same way as inside us now. And he's ready to, to deliver life and to deliver change and to deliver healing and to deliver new birth and, and all these things. You guys have the power of God inside you, the dunamis power. You got everything that this area around you need, need desperately. It's not like you have to try to like hard, in a hard way. You, you're releasing the faith of God for them. And so he's depositing, even this morning, one essential thing of how much I believe in you. How much I believe in you. For God so believed that he gave because he believes this is the first thing that happened to me. That's what changed me from, from whatever I was, a crazy rock and roll freak, to a believer that I am today. Because the faith of God that he believed in me started coming into me. Through my belly, eventually it wa- worked its way up and I became born again. Whoa! And that's what you have this morning. You have the faith of God inside you. The faith that says to the whole region... We believe in you. God believes in you. He happened to be a father who believes in you like a child. Woo! It's so good. So, so this, this way of looking at, at Romans, if you look at that, you're going to see that, that, that the text is blurred in a way. Soft, actually, not blurred, but uh, it's, it's soft. And what's, what's sticking out is these unique words that we find in Romans 6 and 7 and 8 and talks about the fact that, uh, that we have been co-crucified with him. Say co-crucified. This, the actual Greek word here only is used here. It's not, there's other places where Jesus was crucified, but it's not the same Greek word. In, a, in epistles, it says co-crucified. We have been co-buried with him. Say co-buried. So this, you, uh, Jesus was not alone in his grave. You and I was with him. Tell your mind to take a break right now. Don't, don't pay attention to this mind that talks inside of this voice that says, well, I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> just, I mean, in general, we always have to tell a mind sometimes to shut up. Because a mind sometimes wants to have mind of its own, but you is given to you as a servant. Don't let your mind talk to you, talk you out of the truth, out of the word. Tell your mind what to think. Amen. Co-buried. We're co-planted. 
And then the good news is we co-raised. We co-raised. Jesus didn't. He, he raised you and me out of the grave. Before, first of all, we, we co-died. Romans 6 verse 8 says co-died. Reckon yourself co-dead with Christ. Do yourself a favor and reckon yourself co-dead with him. And also co-raised with him. That's a lot of cocoa right there. <laughs> Co-crucified, co-buried, co-raised. Now then, once we could figure that, then we are co-raised and we are co-seated. In heavenly places, we are co-seated. We are to look at everything from above. Where we are seated with Christ Jesus. That's why the Bible says, think of what's above where you are seated with. Think of him with whom you're seated. You co-raise with him. I mean, it's like the Lord is raising us up. This morning, right now, although they have bodies are here, but our spirits are seated with him. This is a spiritual connection. It's a spiritual reality. That is what he couldn't do in a, in a this is what God could not do in a garden. But through Jesus, he was unable to do that. And that's what you got. You got a something better than the garden. Now the garden is actually inside you. That new heart, that place where he can live inside. So Adam had had God talking with him in the garden walking. But now God is walking inside you. Now that's what the Bible says. I'm not crazy. Yes, I'm crazy, but for Jesus, I'm not. <laughs> He's talking inside you. Yeah. He's, I mean, at, at first it's external until we receive him. Once he receives him, he's now inside you. He's talking from within you. Wow. wow. That's good. And brother, I, 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 I encourage you, believe the truth. Yeah, Pastor believes it. But he can't do it alone. Mm, come on. Mm. Believe the truth and go, let's go, pastor. Let's go for it. Let's, let's do crazy things for the community. Let's do, let's do power evangelism. We have the power inside you. The Holy Ghost. And you receive power. I like this girl. When she was singing, I'm a child. I'm a child. Stand up. She was going, I'm a child. I'm a child. I love it. That's, that's that Jewish thing. I'm a child. I'm a child, you know. Like it. That's intensity. That's the intensity of who you are. And, and no one, no one can take that away from you. Eat it. Drink it. He's come to have fellowship, not just a cover. Yes, in the Passover, we were covered with the blood. Get, get the lamb and it'll cover your doorpost and the, the uh, angel of destruction will, will spare you. There'll be no, but that's not all it is. He said, then get the lamb of the meat and get it, bring it inside, cook it and eat it. Yes. Internal. Salvation is internal, not just cover. It's actually, we're saved inside. Yes. We're not covered for the heaven. We are heaven and inside. 
That's what the difference between Reformation has happened and what's happening now. We have this, this not a different thing, but, but continuing like a, like a 2.0. Reformation point oh, because, because they proved that we are covered. We'll keep that. That's awesome. Keep it. But there's more. We're not just covered, but we are infused. That term, uh, that term imputed is cover. But infused righteousness is what we got. And actually it was an early Catholic church doctrine. They got mired up in works and religion and so forth. But Luther discovered that, that we're, we're totally imputed. But, but we're we more than imputed. Infused as well. Which the early Roman Catholic doctrine was from Rome. From what? The book of Romans. You don't get more accurate than that. But eventually they got marked up with works. But we're discovering what, was, what made us originally. His righteousness came. He took our sinfulness, nailed it to the cross, buried it, and now infuses with his righteousness. We're absolutely completely right with God, 100%. Our spirit is, 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 there's no difference between Holy Spirit and your spirit. Completely one. Woo! Enjoy it and begin to let it tell your mind to, to receive that and not to argue Tell your mind not to argue with a performance type of yeah. weirdness, but submit your mind to the truth of who you are. Let your spirit talk to your mind because the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit and let the spirit speak to your mind and let the mind agree in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah, that's good. Amen. Yeah, that's good. And don't wiggle around. And then guess what? Your body's going to start working out. Your body's going to submit to that. When your, submind, when your mind gets in agreement with your spirit of who you are, then your body's going to start to submit. Amen. Hallelujah. But with religion try to start us with change where I behave with the body. And work, it's, it doesn't work that way. It's a struggle. It's like trying to be holy. Holiness is a person. Sanctification is a person. His name is Jesus. He came to marry you. Holiness is a marriage or sanctification. The word is set apart, which be being invited to be married to the Holy One. This is what the salvation is. Mr. Holy One is inviting you to a marriage. Woo! Not dating you now and then. He wants to take you completely, 100%. And he's holy. And he's setting you apart. It's not a process like a religion says. Well, justification is a, is a gift, but uh, sanctification is a process. Really? Let's see if it works like that. Okay, imagine somebody wants to marry you. Oh, honey, I love you. Uh, I want to marry you. But I have also 10 girlfriends. And, but if you marry me, um, would you support I can start get rid of them one at a time. You know, maybe it's a, it's a process. Like it, it'll take time. But as long as you marry me, maybe I can get rid of one a year and become in the process more and more faithful to you slowly. Would anybody marry an idiot like that? Never. Go process yourself to somebody else, not on me. 
Because marriage is not a process. It's an event. It happens in a certain day. And if I ask you, are you married? And if you tell me I'm getting there, it means that you're not. Which is okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But when you finally get married, you say, I'm married. Now, after that, you'll discover everything about living with your, your wife or your husband. That's a process. But you're already married. So, so sanctification is just like justification is a gift. Is a wedding. Is something that happened. And then you discover all about marriage. But a married person. Does that make sense? It's a gift. Otherwise, we're justified by grace, by faith, and we're sanctified by works. And it doesn't work that way. Because it only makes us more sinfully holy, self-righteous, self-holy. And it doesn't work that way. It's a gift. It's a gift. The one who is the gift choosing you and saying, I love you. And I believe in you. Let me in. And let's work together. Co-crucified, co-buried. Co-raised, co-seated. Co-heirs. Co-workers. We don't do it alone. Everything about Christianity is with Christ. Nothing is you for him. It's always him and you together. That's why it's so powerful. That's why Christianity is matchless. Nothing is like it. Every other religion has all the do's and things you do. But Christianity is Christ already did something in you. Already did something for you and saying, would you believe it? Would you receive it? Let's work together. Let's go for it. You don't have enough faith? That's okay. I got it. I got extra. Just ask me. Ask me. I gave my spirit to help you. His Holy Spirit, one of the names is helper alongside one you're never alone that's the glory of christianity we're not alone pastor you're not pastoring alone this church here everybody is co-pastoring together they're saying come on pastor let's go for it you're not pulling it alone we're together everyone contribute with the gift that god's given you and you're bringing it to the table a song a a melody a a word a, a, a unction a readiness let's do it let's 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 change the world around us. Amen. So I love you. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you're doing. This is a beautiful atmosphere. Very few pastors believe this kind of stuff like, like I do. But we're not the only ones. Okay. Uh, Theology-wise, if you want to study theologian, disagree with us. It's a guy that died a long time ago. His name is Adam Clark. He's the Wesleyan theologian. He's free. You can download it. You can see we're not weird. We're not just doing something new. It's there. Most theologians don't agree because they're under Lutheran comment. But there are some who agree with us. So we're not alone. Amen. So uh, bless you. The biggest theologians is Romans 6, 7, and 8 right there. Read it and believe it 100%. Reckon yourself dead to sin. And alive to God in Christ Jesus. Never alone. Reckon, come on, let's say it. Dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on, let's just give him praise. Let's give him praise. Uh, I mean, 
what can we pack in, in a half an hour, 40 minutes? But uh, we have a lot of these things online if you want to follow us uh, at our Facebook or, or, or uh, we'll, we'll have even an online school eventually. We're, we're getting there. George and Banoff is the, uh, the, the Instagram and things like that. I want to show you a passion of a heart outside of sharing the truth, and that is to help children, especially traffic children. It's a big burden in our heart. And we have about 400 kids that are rescued and in safe hands under our uh, support. And another 200 in Africa with, with Heidi Baker. So totally about 600. So I want to show you, is it okay to show a quick video so you can see every child you see is safe, in safe hands, rescued, and we're raising leaders. And so um, that's it. That's how we're going to finish. Go ahead and play that video. Millions of children around the world today have their childhood stolen due to extreme poverty. Thirsty, hungry, and vulnerable, they're at risk of being exploited and abused. In Southeast Asia, more children than anywhere else on the planet are forced into grueling, dangerous conditions, trafficked as child soldiers, slave laborers, and prostitutes. Can you imagine if this nightmare becomes the reality of your child? Neither could we. As Winnie and I travel from village to village around the globe, third world statistics become faces. Before too long, we know them by name. As they grab our hands, they capture affection. Our hearts just grow and grow. So does our vision. That's how it all began. Before you know it, we're sponsoring hundreds of children globally. In India alone, over 18 million children make a living on the streets, and many of them are taken as slaves and prostitutes. We started the Bliss House, and now we have 40 children in our care, safely rescued from the streets and garbage dump where we found them. In Thailand, one-third of all prostitutes are children, many of whom are kidnapped and trafficked from Cambodia. These children are aching to know real love. So we build a home for them and to grow and to heal. We also sponsor one rescue operation each month from Thailand, bring home trafficked children. In Burma, children as young as eight years old are forced to fight in tribal armies. I carried AK-47 when I was in the Bulgarian army. And I know that that gun does not belong around a child's neck. And so now we're working to create more safe houses for these little soldiers to become children once again. These are the ways we fight for justice, to protect the children and provide them with an opportunity to change their world. And that's where you come in. The cost to fully meet the need of one child is $100 a month. An amazing amount when you consider the greatness of its impact. This is a call to arms in a battle against injustice. The children have the power to change the world, but you and I have the power to help them do it. If we can reach a child at this age and help them realize their identity as son and daughter, it's not too long before their smiles return, their innocence restored, and their hopes and dreams start to become a reality.
This is how we bring the culture of heaven to earth, raising up future leaders that will transform their nations. We may not be able to rescue every child at risk right now, but we believe that if we partner together, we can rescue the one. And another one. And another one. Right. Okay. Come on, was that good? Man. As he's sitting there talking, and I'm, I just kind of did a body scan on myself because I'm like, I can tell when Holy Spirit's like speaking to me and I'm getting amped up and stuff, and I found myself doing this. I was going, come on, more, more. I want more of that. It just It's so good. The gospel is such good news, and I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful for, for them to bring it. We're going to set it up so you can give. You're going to give to the church, and we're going to end up giving one thing to Global Celebration. So you guys have that slide you can throw up there real quick. Yeah, just uh, that. Or if you want to put a check in the box back there, just make sure you label it uh, Global Celebration or for Georgian or something. I just want to make sure we, we partner with them in this thing. So, so good. So good. I haven't told Georgian this yet, but at some point I want to get a, a conference together and have him and Winnie come and, and just blitz everybody, whack everybody with the good news. That it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Everybody stand up here. I'm going to pray for you. Come on. Oh, God, you're so good. You're so good. All things created by you, for you, and through you, and in you, they exist. Lord, we give you honor. We give you praise. There is no end. There is no end to the worship you deserve, to the praise that we lift with our mouths. Lord, we give our lives as living sacrifices. It's our reasonable act of worship to you. Lord, I'm praying for all of us in here that our minds would be renewed. Because there's nothing wrong with a renewed mind, but the mind is terrible on its own. We want renewed minds to start thinking like you think. Catch your heart in all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Get ready next week. Sign-ups, right? In the beginning, we have signups. Don't miss it. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Acts 2 podcast. Love God, love people, and live life.